time for You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. They bring you the betting insight, laughs, and some rants along the way. I had like a 10-second conversation with myself. I want to say on the Amalfi Coast, do I join threads? And then put my phone down and just walked into the sun. We'll give you an edge to beat the spread and so much more. Bring this back to the Giants really quick. It's a little problematic for me to click a button on a team to be brutal that might have the best coach. And we don't know if he's the best coach, but there are very few people who can be the best coach. And he's one of them. Betting on a team to be bad that fits that description is a tough button to click. What do we call that? Wagertainment. It's You Better You Bet from BetQL. The tremendous football Thursday edition of You Better Even rolls on. Nick Costos and Will Brinson, star, reporter, writer, analyst for CBS Sports on the NFL side. Joining me here this week on the show um, in place of Ken Barkley. Ken on vacation returns to the show coming up on Monday. Great to have Will Brinson here this week with me and with you here on the BetQL Network. Awesome first two hours of the show talking player props in the AFC West and the NFC West as we celebrate football. All training camps open one week from today. Preseason game number one, Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, with the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets. Absolutely cannot wait for it. We also went through um, what's happening in Cincinnati right now with Bengals star quarterback Joe Burrow leaving practice, carted out of practice with what Bengals head coach Zach Taylor is calling a calf injury, a calf strain for Joe Burrow. We have no news on the severity of it. If Burrow will be ready for week number one, if he's going to be back at training camp, will he be in the preseason? Will he miss regular season time? We await news on the severity of Joe Burrow's injury. If we get it at any point in between now and 7 o'clock Eastern when we go off the air, we will obviously bring it to you with full betting analysis. Over the course of the next two hours, we'll wrap up our conversation. AFC and NFC West player props. We'll hit all the wide receivers and the running backs in the NFC West. Power Hour, final hour, featuring all our bets tonight but joining us right now on the show and this has been a great week for me here on you better you bet because i have been co-hosting the show this week with someone who did not get invited to my wedding in will brinson we had pete prisco on the show this week (laughs) pete prisco also did not get invited to my wedding and to cash the trifecta the three-leg parlay here another person who was not invited to my wedding is our guest at this time, the lead, the star fantasy football analyst over at CBS Sports, co-host of Fantasy Football Today, a great fantasy football podcast that we encourage all our listeners and viewers to check out. Also, you can watch him on CBS Sports HQ, is our buddy, Jamie Eisenberg, on Twitter at Jamie Eisenberg. Jamie spelled J-A-M-E-Y. Jamie, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Will on a Thursday. How's it going? I mean, I've never been more excited to talk to two people. And and Nick, I just want to note, did you get our wedding gift yet? I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I never will. I'll, I'll never get the wedding gift. Is my guess, Jamie? Well, Will was supposed to hand deliver it, so I, he, he's he's on his way. I'm sure to go. Uh, you know, deliver it at some point soon. Well, Will's at, Will's at Pinehurst right now playing golf, so I'm guessing I won't be getting that wedding gift anytime soon. Jamie, let's start here as we talk about Joe Burrow and the <laughs> Bengals. So I don't want to like. We don't. We don't know if Bur- I, I don't even want to like ask you a question like, what if Burrow misses the whole season? So let's, you know put ourselves into the minds of people that are doing their fantasy football drafts now in the next couple of weeks with likely uncertainty hanging over Burrow. Maybe he'll play in week one, but is he going to be 100% or the Bengals going to look to run the ball more? So if that's going to be what this is and that's the most likely scenario, Jamie, does that change the way you want to draft Jamar Chase, who's going in like the top three of drafts? Does it change how you want to draft T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, etc. here. So if we're going to have uncertainty about Burrow's week one availability, what does that make you want to do with the Bengals skill position players and Joe Burrow himself coming up in fantasy drafts? 
I'll give you a real-life scenario because I'm in a uh, slow draft that they start up dynasty drafts, and I just took T. Higgins in the third round, uh, and then two picks were, were, were happened right after me. And uh, uh, our buddy Adam Azer, who's the commissioner of this league, I texted him. I said, I roll back the two picks because I don't want T. Higgins anymore. Joking, but, you know, just wanted to see what his reaction was. And as you would probably expect in typical Adam Azer fashion, he freaked out. There's no way I'm doing that. I'd have to roll back all the way to Joe Burrow. And <laughs> gee, um, obviously, you don't want to panic now. I think the thing with Burrow that you're looking at is there's two tiers at the top of the quarterback list. There's the first three, which is Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts in any order. Then I think there's the next three or four, depending if you want to put Herbert in there. I would of Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, and Justin Herbert. I think those four guys can go in any order. And so if now there's a little bit of a concern with Joe Burrow, who a lot of people have at the top of that tier, you just take the other guys. Obviously, if you're looking for a passer, you're taking Justin Herbert. If you're looking for a guy that's going to do it all, you're going to take either Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields because of their legs. So, you know, it's just going to be the, the fantasy manager that's nitpicking a little bit. But obviously, if Burrow's healthy, he has a chance to be top three at the position. He's just that good. Jamie does. And, yes, I have actually hand-delivered Nick's present. It's in an uh, invisible box right here to my right. It is a, uh, a piece of nothing. It is a giant box of nothing, which is the exact same thing we got from Nick in terms of his wedding invitation to us. Nothing. It didn't show up. Candidly, did we really want to go? Absolutely not. Are we going to break his uh, chops because he didn't invite us? And probably, and it appeared, based on the social media, to invite several hundred other people that he probably didn't even know, didn't even like, isn't really even friends with anymore? Yeah. Are we a little offended by that? Nah, not really. But we're having fun with it. Uh, anyway. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, you mentioned Higgins. Um, and then Joe Mixon, too, I think is kind of interesting with this Burrow stuff. Like, do you kind of want to buy low on those guys now, knowing that, I mean, in my opinion, there's a good chance Burrow comes back and they lean on Mixon maybe early in the season where if you decide to go like a zero RB type of uh, deal or go one running back early and then grab some later guys in the dead zone, like, could do, do you think those guys are viable buy-ish, buy low-ish options now with the Burrow news coming out today? I don't think it's a bad idea at all. You know, I, I think you're going to get, you know, maybe probably more Higgins than Chase at, at a discount, you know, because, again, where Chase is going, you know, unless there's just horrible news on Burrow, I don't think he's going to slip out of the first top five overall pick. But Higgins can certainly slide a little bit because there are some people that are, you know, nervous about his production to begin with because he was a little bit off last year, has dealt with some injuries the last two seasons, and he's in that group of wide receivers. You know, in some cases he goes ahead of Jalen Waddell and, and Devontae Smith. That's a mistake to me to begin with, but – you know, now he's just slide behind those guys and maybe even starts to slide behind a Chris Olave or even, you know, the Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf group, and, 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 and maybe we see a little bit of a tumble there. But I still think he's a, a good pick in the third round. But, yes, it's a great idea to buy low on those guys. In terms of Mixon, we've seen his ADP obviously start to rise since there's been no suspension, which it doesn't seem that's going to happen, and the contract restructuring to stay in Cincinnati. So maybe now it levels out a little bit where he was going to, I think, creep into the beginning of the third round. Maybe he stays in the fourth round. Will they rely more on their run game early in the season? Probably so. Um, I think it's a good idea also if you're looking for a late-round pick, take a flyer on Chase Brown. You know, it looks like he's going to be the second guy there. So their run game can certainly stand out a little bit. Uh, but let's all, all hope that Joe Burrow is fine and we get maybe a potential MVP you know, type of season for him in that passing game. You better you bet with Nick and Will here on a tremendous football Thursday talking the NFL with CBS Fantasy Football Analyst, lead Fantasy Football Analyst, star Fantasy Football Analyst, our pal Jamie Eisenberg on Twitter at Jamie Eisenberg. Uh, Jamie, Will and I opened the show talking about Sean Payton's comments about Nathaniel Hackett and the 2022 Broncos. Like, 
you you like the NFL the way we like the NFL. I don't know if I've ever seen a current coach go scorched earth like that on another current coach, but it brings the Denver Broncos into focus and Russell Wilson into focus a little bit, where Peyton obviously trying to like take some of the pressure off Russ and like wash some of the stink off of last year. I'm not particularly bullish on Russ and this Broncos passing offense, but a lot of interesting players on this offense, whether it's Sutton, whether it's Judy, Javante Williams coming back from injury, P. Ryan, who was Mixon's backup last year in Cincy, now in Denver splitting work along with Javante Williams, presumably. What are you doing with this Broncos offense this year? Uh, Sean Payton obviously looking to get things humming. I'm not sure that's going to be the case. It's going to really come down to up or not you know and it, it's funny that he's taking shots at Nathaniel Hackett because that might have been what Hackett is dealing with no obviously or was dealing with uh obviously he looked a little bit better at the end of the last season but I think the fact that they got the two offensive linemen to upgrade uh his protection that you know better coaching clearly is gonna is gonna matter I think the fact that you know the the, the beginning of the offseason remember there was a storyline about the two wide receivers the one so keeping Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton in the mix is, is obviously great uh like you said you know Greg Dolchich is a is a potential breakout tight end and we news that Javante Williams has avoided the public. There's a lot to love about this, but if Russell Wilson is completely washed, then it's going to be an absolute disaster for the most part like we saw last year. So I do think Wilson will bounce back. I like the fact that he's lost some weight. I like the fact that in whatever office he was in, he's going to be around the guys. Again, just better coaching and a better system. So I think we'll see what I hope is a breakout year for Jerry Judy. I think Cortland Sutton will be a great value pick because he's going so late. Uh, I do like Dolchitz as one of these greater late tight ends. So if you miss on one of the top six or seven guys, you may take a flyer on somebody like him because we typically see second-year tight ends break out. Uh, the run game is, is very interesting because I'm, I'm pretty much out on guys coming back their first year from a torn ACL. So Brees Hall, Devontae Williams, unless the price is just too good, I'm going to probably pass on those guys. Uh, for me, I've been targeting a lot of Samaj P. and I think there's a, a, a big upside there because, look, Sean Payton has always used basically a two-back system and this guy profiles as a better pass catcher, at least right now, than Javante Williams. So I'll take him at a, at a discounted cost. But if Javante falls, which is probably not going to be the case anymore, I think his price is going to get a little bit too high. So uh, Judy and Piran are two of my favorite Broncos to draft. Russell Wilson at this point is just a, a number two fantasy quarterback that you're taking a start throw along with the hope that maybe the stink is washed off from last season. Uh, Jamie, I'm not sure. Um, you you may want to check your 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 phone company. It appears to be the the same company that is was in charge of delivering Nick's wedding invitations to us because um uh, a, a, a touch choppy there or go stand on a mountain or something like that. Um, I just wanted to take a shot at Nick for not inviting us to his wedding. Josh Jacobs possibly holding out. What do you do with him? We talked about AFC West running backs earlier today, and uh, I'm just curious what you think about the the Raiders situation and Jacobs in particular, um, given the uncertainty about whether or not he is uh. You know, he, he, we think, is he going to play week one? Is he going to try and hold out, et cetera? You know, I, I think, well, uh, he's – I hope you guys can hear me. I, I think he's in one of those spots for fantasy managers. Like, you're either going to go all in with the hope that he's the same type of guy or you're going to let him fall and just see if he ends up in a spot that he'll be comfortable drafting him. Uh, that's kind of where the camp I'm in. I, I, I just think last year was amazing for him, and, and, and the carrot is still dangling out there that he's playing for a contract, but we've sort of seen what – that means at this point that he's probably not going to get that from the Raiders and who knows if he'll ever get that. So I don't know how much you want to buy into him having the career season in the contract year, but the, the quarterback situation scares me the most for the Raiders. Uh, I think the offensive line is fine. I think the system is great. Josh McDaniels, you know, clearly got the best out of Josh Jacobs, but when you put him in the group of guys that he's being drafted around, you know, and at this point it's Tony Pollard and Jonathan Taylor and Derek Henry and Nick Chubb. I, I think you can make a strong case that he's behind those guys. And you can maybe make a case that if he holds out all of training camp, he's behind guys like Ramondre Stevenson and, for me, like Jam- uh, Jameer Gibbs and, and, and potentially Travis Etienne. 
So he's going to start to, I think, slip to the back end of the second round and maybe even some cases the third round, at which point you'll take a shot at him because the value is too good. So uh, I'm nervous. I, I think, again, the offense is going to take a step back as much as whatever you want to think of Derek Carr. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a little bit of a step down. And so I just think it's going to be a potential bad season for Josh Jacobs, knowing he's going to miss all of training camp. And now who knows if he's going to miss the regular season as well or parts of the regular I want season. To hit you, I want to hit you with a macro strategy question for this year, Jamie. How are you approaching the quarterback position in drafts in 2023? So I, I think it's almost like what I said about tight ends. It's not necessarily great or late because I think you're going to get some, some pretty good value. So um, I'm not probably going to dip my toe into the early quarterback pool. I just think that, you know, as great as Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts are, and we saw last year that there was a big separation from the top guys with Burrow included in that group to the next group of guys. I think Herbert bounces back. I think Trevor Lawrence has a breakout season. Uh, I'm buying Justin Fields at, at a good cost. I love Anthony Richardson. You know, I think just based on his legs, he'll be a good fantasy quarterback, and then you can back him up with a pretty good number two guy. But the position is still very deep, and, and I think if you wait, you'll end up being just as, as beneficial. Now, I, I do think we'll see the quarterbacks get pushed up across the board because you're going to see Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts probably for most expert leagues, you know, the, the smart, um, advanced fantasy players taking those guys in round two as opposed to round one. The new fantasy player, the novice fantasy player is going to take those guys in round one. And so it's just going to push the quarterbacks up the board. But in one quarterback leagues, I still think, uh, for example, like I, I, we did a draft on Tuesday, a, a half PPR draft. I got Trevor Lawrence in round six. I was filled with that because I think he's going to be the next great breakout quarterback. So I like the Herbert, the Fields, Herbert, uh, Lawrence group the best. But I'm fine with, you know, Richardson, Deshaun Watson, even Dak Prescott as uh, quarterbacks to wait for. And then you just take a second guy with upside that you like. You know, we saw Geno Smith pop last season. We could see Kirk Cousins still have another good year. There's still some very good quarterbacks you can get late, including your guy, Daniel Jones. Jamie, 30 seconds to go here. With training camp starting, preseason now a week away, give us one player that you're monitoring right now that you think could be like a big-time sleeper this year, and you're looking to see how this goes in preseason and uh, and in training camp. Well, I think with the with the Kadarius-Tony injury, you know, pick your Chiefs receiver that you think is going to, you know, stand out for, for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Sky Moore is the obvious one, but, you know, I, I think they had a pretty good buy at a cheap cost and something that you get at a cheap cost for fantasy is, uh, is, is Richie James. You know, he's making some plays in, in the early part of camp, and I think he's going to be, you know, end up being a go-to guy for, uh, for Mahomes. But Ray Rice, uh, Sky Moore, Richie James, you get all three of those guys probably after pick 100. It's worth taking dart throws on maybe two of them just to see what comes out of that because obviously you're tying yourself to Patrick Mahomes, which is a pretty good place to be. I got – I mean – I'm a Giants fan, obviously, and we talked about this guy a lot to end the year last year. The super freak, Richie James, is like is a good NFL slot receiver. I love Jamie's thought there on Richie James maybe being a security blanket for Mahomes over the middle of the field. Kelsey will be the guy. MVS will be the deep threat. I love me some Richie James, a little super freak action now in Kansas City. Jamie, sincerely appreciate the time, as always, my friend, on Twitter at Jamie Eisenberg. Check out Fantasy Football today and watch him on CBS Sports HQ. Stay well, and we'll uh, talk to you down the line. I just feel See, honored Jamie. to be invited to something by you, and, and it just makes me feel good. Thank you, guys. <laughs> well, it's a much better chance of you being invited to, uh, to kill time on my show than, uh, than for me to see you in person. But love my guy, Jamie Eisenberg. Great to have him. Great to have Jamie uh, on the show. I love the Richie James call. Love the Richie James call. Like He's yeah. like the forgotten man right now. Everyone's talking about Sky Moore and Rasheed Rice and Tony. Richie James is the most dependable of those guys by a long shot. Well, and the other thing with Tony, too, just really quickly, is that, you know, this is a guy who's dealt with a ton of injuries. The Chiefs are playing to win a Super Bowl. They're not playing to be great in weeks one through six. Like, they might take it easy with Tony all season long. Yeah, guess what? Guess who they don't need to beat the Lions in week one? Kadarius Tony. You know who they do need? 
Well, not Richie James. Correct. You get the point. On the other side, more player props, AFC and <laughs> NFC West. <laughs> 